0: everyone faces a bad day in their life
1: and so i too hi this is john and this is the story of when i was in school my exams were on and i was in the classroom solving question paper a single bead of sweat rolled down the middle of my forehead and made its lonely journey along the bridge of my nose finally settling at the tip It hung there precariously for what seemed a lifetime before dropping downward. It landed squarely on the question paper, nestling between the number 25 and the beginning of the actual question. I was completely oblivious of it or the other beads of sweat that were pouring copiously from my head. Some even stung my eyes painfully, but I made no attempt to wipe them away, let alone close my eyes. The room was not particularly hot, nor was I running a fever though I'd wished I'd been sick on this particular day. It would have given me a good excuse not to take the test. Maybe I should feign illness, I thought. God knows I looked the part. Again, I quickly dismissed the idea. It would never work because I had used that excuse too many a time. Besides, more than half the scheduled time for the exam had elapsed and it would be pointless at this point. I looked down again at my empty answer sheet and the severity of the present situation really sunk in. My sweat poured down my head as a mild panic attack set in. I silently cursed myself for not studying the previous night. The football game in the field outside my house was way too enticing, and I had bowed to peer pressure like a cheap umbrella in a storm. In retrospect, studying last night would have had little effect on the outcome today. It was not like this was a pop quiz or a midterm exam that sprung on me and had not time to read. I had a full eight years to prepare for this exam. Everyone knew that the whole point of a primary school education was to pass this exam and get into a good secondary school. It had been drummed into all and sundry from the get-go that this was a make or break three days. In one fluid motion, I looked around the room, making my desperation with a casual yawn and stretch. My closest colleagues were at least a meter away in either direction. None of my fellow examinees seemed troubled. They all had their eyes fixed squarely on their question papers, concentrating like their lives literally depended on it before turning their attention to the answer sheet and shading away. I had never felt more alone in my whole life. A break in this almost choreographed dance of read then write caught my eye. I noticed that Vera, the girl to my immediate left, was not reading her question paper. Instead, she was surreptitiously lifting her school dress and reading off her thigh. I should have been outraged, but instead I myself for not thinking of that. I looked up at her totally impressed, then down at my shorts and mentally pictured myself writing down information I would have needed in the exam room. Again, I cursed myself almost audibly this time. On the other hand i could not imagine what would happen if i was caught cheating with the last bit of courage in me i called out to paul who sat some seats away from me since the commencement of the exams he had his face buried in his question papers as he seemed to answer with extreme ease i winked at him and he got the sign slowly he tore a small part of his paper and hurriedly wrote scribbled some answers on it i watched him as he worked The mere thought terrified me to the point of causing my saliva to taste like sawdust in my mouth. I could see it now in my mind. The disapproving look from my teachers, the disappointment from my parents, the school headmaster being forced to call the police, the dark interrogation room, and finally breaking down and selling Paul out as his source. The thought snapped me back to reality. I can't go through this. I folded the paper to a small square and placed it on my slipper. I looked around just to be sure I wasn't watched before sliding it down to me. I could feel my heart rate increase with fear rushing through my body. I was relieved as I picked the paper and opened to see the precious answers. I was racking my head for Just as I was about to drop the slipper and slide it back, I heard the booming voice of the cheap invigilator, John, what do you have in your hand there? I almost peed in my pants as I held the paper in my hand, come outside. The chief invigilator shouted again with shame and disgrace written over me. I stood in front of my classmates. The class became a bit noisy as the remaining students began murmuring. The invigilators called my parents and invited them over. And I just stood watching, waiting for the dreaded day to end. What's your story? True Tales wants to hear it. If you also have any such moment, you can share it in the comments section below. Hit the like button if you like my story. Subscribe to this channel to
0: watch more such videos and press the bell icon for more updates. Hi, I'm Jade, and I want to tell you a story about how my
2: pregnancy saved my marriage. Two days after filing for divorce from my husband, who was a mama's boy, my so-called mother-in-law advised, you could have a break. Maybe get some lunch together, she said. I didn't want to spend any time with my husband. He hadn't been served with divorce papers yet, and he didn't know it was coming. But just for the sake of my mother-in-law, I agreed. At a local Mexican restaurant, we both sat silently. I kept shoveling chips in my mouth and trying to watch the TV on the back wall. He asked me questions about many topics, but none of it mattered because I was already gone. We had ordered fried wings, and when the food arrived, I felt like puking. The smell of the food was not tolerable. I felt like I must be pregnant, I thought. Oh no. When my husband was watching TV in the living room later, I took a pregnancy test and hid in the bathroom with it. I set a timer for three minutes. I sat. I stared at the floor. I scrolled on my phone. I tried to breathe, but I'm not sure I did until the timer went off. When I looked at the little test window, I saw just one pink line. Two pink lines meant pregnant. I wasn't pregnant. But I kept looking at it, confused. I had felt pregnant. A few days later, my proposal for a work conference in April was accepted. I told my husband, and he said, that'll be nice, would you want to go up early and enjoy the city more? I took it as an invitation, that he wanted us to go together, and I couldn't handle him not knowing anymore. So I told him, I filed for divorce last week, you should be served today, Monday at the latest. Really? Can we not try to work this out, he replied? No. Can we talk about this? I agreed to talk. We had a conversation that tested my poor, resilient heart. The loss of a marriage is like a death, and ours was slipping away like a long, painful illness. I know I messed up, he told me. Are you sure you can't give me another chance? Yes. I told him and I started crying then later I left work and got into my car when I pulled the seatbelt over my chest I felt a weirdness I need to buy a pregnancy test again I decided I bought a pack I got home before he did and I took one leaving the stick on the back of the toilet I set a timer on my phone for three minutes while I put away the dishes then I The timer went off. I walked to the bathroom, feeling like I was walking to something big, something monumental. The test was on the back of the toilet. I picked it up, and there it was, a second pink line. Two pink lines means pregnant. I was pregnant. The next day, I told my husband I was going to divorce him. I found out I was pregnant. Then, the next day, I decided to tell him about my pregnancy, because he deserved to know about it. I went to him and saw him talking with his mom. He told his mom, Mom, please stay away from me and Jade's problems. We'll clear it out. I was shocked by listening to that whole line. How could he say something like that to his mom? Well, then, without thinking much, I went to them straight away and spoke everything out. I am pregnant, I said. What? Wow, that's amazing news, he said. Yeah, I replied, disheartened. My husband pulled me closer to him and said, look darling, I never have been a good husband since our marriage and I never listened to you, but I assure you that from now on, things won't be the same anymore. I kept looking at him and I decided to give him a chance. Of course, the feeling of being pregnant was also another reason to save this marriage. What's your story? True Tales wants to hear it. If you also have any such moment, you can share it in the comments section below. Hit the like button if you liked my story. Subscribe to this channel to watch more such
0: videos and press the bell icon for more updates. Hi there, my name is Bonnie, and this is the story of when I was growing up. At the age of 10,
1: I had a dream about my grandmother passing away. The next morning I woke up crying and my whole family told me it was just because I was so close to her. And about a week later, we were dropping my little brother off at her apartment for her to watch. And as we were pulling away in the car from the back window, I could see her blow me a kiss goodbye. That was it. Everything was happening as it did in my dream. I couldn't speak for the rest of the day. Next morning, my brother called us and told to my mom that my grandmother is in the hospital. I somewhere felt that I already know what is happening and what is going to happen. The next day, when my mom was going to the hospital to see her, I told her that my grandmother's eyes would be open and to say goodbye for me and give her a kiss. That this would be the last time you'll get to see her. Tonight, she's going to pass away. My mother scolded me and rushed to the hospital. So that evening the phone rang and it was the hospital. I got a cold feeling go through me and goosebumps on my arm. Sure enough, my grandmother had passed. My whole family was in shock about how I could know such things would happen. A few years later, when I was 13, while sitting on the couch in my living room with my great aunt that lived with us, this strange phenomenon happened to me again. I started to see in the backyard sparks flying everywhere. And when I looked to the right side of the yard where the woodshed was, it was heavily covered in sparks. I told my aunt and she said she didn't see anything and that it was my imagination. The very next day, my little brother was outside and playing with his friend with matches in the woodshed. The whole thing went up in flames and my dad burned his arm while rescuing both of them. The strangest and oddest thing happened. My grandfather came home at the end of the day and brought us home fire truck cookies so through the years growing up whenever i think i have any type of strange feelings or visions of things i don't tell anyone so that they don't think i'm weird what's your story true tales wants to hear it if you also have any such moment you can share it in the comments section below hit the like button if you like my story subscribe to this channel to watch more
0: such videos and press the bell icon for more updates.
2: Hi there, I'm Daisy, and this is a story of when my mom brought home my new baby sister from the hospital. I thought she was kind of weird looking, like an alien with a cone head. But my parents thought she was adorable. They were constantly giving her loads of attention, smiling at her and giving her all types of little things to play with and trying to make her giggle. Then, whenever I would ask them for anything, they would just tell me to get something for my sister or hand them something. I felt so lonely. As the first few years went on, my parents paid more and more attention to her than me. Everything was all about her first tooth, her first words, and then it was her first birthday bash. The party was so lavish, with enough toys to open up a toy store. For a baby, that is. There was nothing for me. I would get really jealous and act out. I would make my sister cry and get sent to my room. Pretty much, the next few years were more of the same, and I just blended into the background. One summer day, that all changed. I was riding my bike, and I hit a patch of rocks and skid out. I took a really bad fall and broke my leg. My little sister cried so bad for me. She was so sweet. She was always taking care of me, bringing me things. She'd call me to play games with her. She shared her peanut butter and jelly sandwich with me. That is huge. She usually will never share that sandwich with anyone. From that time on, my sister and I became really good buddies. I didn't feel so lonely anymore, and she seemed a lot happier. She told me that she was always wishing that I would pay attention to her and play with her. That was something I never even thought about before. So everything growing up worked out in the end. By the end of that summer, just around the time my cast was coming off my leg, my sister and I had a new baby brother. And then I realized everything was all about the new baby and all the attention went to him. I guess that's the way it is with parents when a new baby comes along. Now, being older, I realize the reason isn't that they love them more than me, it's because the baby needs them more. What's your story? True Tales wants to hear it. If you also have any such moment, you can share it in the comment section below. Hit the like button if you like my story. Subscribe to this channel to watch more such videos and press the bell icon for more updates.
0: Hi there. My name is Destiny and I live near a beautiful Victorian historic town on the water. All the houses are really colorful and lavishly decorated. Big Roman columns wrap around porches with balconies that overlook the water. They always have lots of community events throughout the year in the village. Festivals with music, dancing, sometimes jugglers and magicians. All different types of food vendors. My house is a little different than the ones I explained in town because I live on the other side of the tracks. This being said, my family can't afford much. My mom is on disability and my dad is unemployed. He finds it difficult to get a job. I have six siblings in total. My sisters and I share a room and most of the time our clothes. I go to school with all the kids that live in those beautiful houses on the water and most of them won't talk to me. Sometimes they'll even try and get me in trouble by telling the teacher that I took something of theirs. One time, they put one of their phones in my book bag when I wasn't looking, and the principal called me down to his office. He asked me to empty my bag in front of him. Before doing so, I assured him I didn't take anything. I was completely in shock when I emptied it. Out fell this cell phone I've never seen in my life. He just winked at me and said, I'm not surprised. I started to cry. I was suspended for three days. Later that week, my mom took me to the grocery store in town. As soon as we entered the store, we immediately noticed some of the cashiers and employees in the produce area were whispering and staring at us. Then a little while into our shopping, we noticed one of the security guards oddly showing up in every aisle that we were in. My mom then turned to him and said, is there something I can help you with? He then turned around and left the aisle. When we got home, I told my mom that the way they made us feel in the store is exactly what they do to me and my siblings in school. At the end of the school year, my dad finally got a job offer. It was in another state, and the salary was going to be enough that we would be able to buy our own house. And he said we'll even get to have our rooms, finally. Maybe this time we will be in a place where the kids and people are friendlier and not so judgmental. What's your story? True Tales wants to hear it. If you also have any such moment, you can share it in the comment section below. Hit the like button if you liked my story. Subscribe to this channel to watch more of such videos and press the bell icon for more updates.